All right, everybody, welcome to Not a Rabbi Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 7. This is actually a re recording of the podcast I recorded Sunday, October 31st. Today is November, October 4th. I do apologize for the delay. I did want to get that out, I promise. I promise. I wanted, I recorded one, I wanted to get it out. Um, but uh, what happens is sometimes computers crash and do not save your material and therefore I did not have my podcast I do apologize for that anyhow <clears throat> I wanted to uh, do a quick show here uh, so first off as always I would like to thank my good friends at the fifth column discord channel the unaforced official channel of the fifth column podcast for allowing me to use their video chatting or whatever it is called here uh where i am recording live thank you to the live audience as well for being here <clears throat> and let's uh let's let's get into it or as our good friend uh or not good friend really but uh bob grant used to say let's be heard anybody here from the New York area uh, from the 80s will definitely know who I'm talking about and referencing, regardless. Okay, so we start off with a question. The question is asked by uh, somebody, and as always, if you would like to send me a comment or a question, you can always visit www.notarabipod.com slash contact and you can send it to me with that form. I would be happy to receive it and happy to answer the question. Uh, almost all questions I am very happy to to uh, to do. Okay, so the question is here, and this was really pertaining to October 31st, which uh, is known on in the non-Jewish calendar as Halloween, and the individual asks, is there any special relationship between Judaism and Halloween? He then continues, I'm not quite sure what I mean by special, but is it ever frowned upon to participate? And, <clears throat> and what um, the answer is to that is, you know, is a no for the most part and when I say it is a no what I am referring to here is the whole deal with going <coughs> and dressing up for the holiday now we had spoken actually in a previous podcast I believe it was in season two I don't remember um, but we had talked about quote-unquote, the Jewish Halloween, which is Purim, where people dress up and and the like. And they give out gifts to, to individuals. And that is pretty much the end of the comparison. Because what you'll, um, you know, have to talk about is that there is a prohibition to imitate Gentile customs, or non-Jewish customs, let's say. I don't, I don't like to use the word Gentile, but um, there are different types of customs that are forbidden uh, in terms of, 
by the prohibition of imitating non-Jewish customs, and that's found in Leviticus 18.3. The first is idolatrous customs, and the second is foolish customs found in a a non-Jewish community, uh, even if the origins are not idolatrous. Okay, so that is a little bit of the background here, and the... Uh, let's see, where was that? Uh, there was a quote that I... Ah, here we go. Uh, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, Halloween, Halloween originated with pagan Celtic... The Kate the. Let me start that again. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, Halloween originated with the pagan Celtic festival of Semihine, uh, Samhain, a day which the devil was invoked for the various divinations. Uh, souls of the dead were supposed to revisit their homes on this day. Britannica says uh, the autumn festival acquired sinister significance with ghosts, witches, hobgoblins, hobgoblins, and demons of all kinds said to be roaming about. The Roman Catholic Church in the middle of, in the early or in the early Middle Ages uh, instituted what we know as All Hallows' Eve on October 31st and All Saints' Day on November 1st to counteract this occult festival. Uh, However, All Hallows' Eve was co-opted into the pagan celebration of Sammy Hine, and of course, it never fails that I receive a phone call. Hello? Oh, great, thanks. Love it when people call and hang up. Okay, anyhow... So, this shows you that it was really a religious sort of Gentile, non-Jewish custom. A religious type of non-Jewish custom that was going on over here. Now, even still, even so, um, you might say, well, today it doesn't matter. Well, most of us don't believe in these types of things. But the problem is that since it originated as that, even though it may have developed because of a a more liberal attitude, uh, or what have you, Um, liberal with a small L, I would say, in this case, Uh, you don't, we can't take it away from that. So let's juxtapose this with another holiday that comes up at the end of November, which is Thanksgiving. And so why is that any different? And in fact, this is what a uh, rabbi, Michael J. Brody, uh, does talk about in this huge article that um, I'm actually just talking, quoting a from a appendix that he has regarding Halloween. Um, however, the, you know, he says in this, and for whatever reason, um, and I won't go into the specific details, Thanksgiving is not a problem, and you could celebrate th- Hall- um, Thanksgiving if you so desire. And it's very, very easy uh, to do, and a lot of people do. It is a, um, I would say it's split at this point, as, you know, a lot of Jews do celebrate it in one way or another, and others uh, will will not actually do that. But that is really the entire gist of it. So to answer the question, uh, Halloween, you don't really celebrate. Now, there's one point that I did want to make here with regard to this, and that is, you know, I'm, I've been talking about dressing up and going trick-or-treating. What about the opposite, though? What about staying home and giving candy to neighbors? 
is that allowed? And um, Rabbi Brody here says, and um, you know, I, I happen to uh, probably agree with this, this sentiment for whatever that means. Uh, the fact that I agree with it, it doesn't, you know, he, he, people don't need my approval on it. However, uh, you know, for creating a atmosphere of respect in the community or in that in your neighborhood it is always a good idea not always but you should certainly do that so this way people do not have this uh, animosity lack is probably too strong of a word but uh, something along those lines <coughs> to for that okay so let's <coughs> let's clear my throat all right let's get to some new news articles now that we've talked about that question and i do appreciate the individual for sending me that question once again thank you very much and if you would like to send me a question you can always do that at notarabipod.com slash contact Alrighty, so, <coughs> news article, number one here, which I will now post to the chat. And for those of you who have come late, you're going to have to stay afterwards and clean the erasers um, and the chalkboard. Anyhow, I'm going to post that article into the chat now. Uh, as I said, there's... A game we we play occasionally here on the podcast, which is, is this anti-Semitism? And here's an article from the Times of Israel regarding, and the height, easy for me to say, but the headline is, U.S. UK actor faces relentless, and that is in square, that is in scare, scare quotes. Wow, I'm having a hard time talking tonight. Uh, UK actor faces relentless abuse for playing Jewish character in BBC series. And this tells the tale of an individual by the name of Eddie Marzan, who is not Jewish. He was playing a Jewish character in a TV series called Ridley Road on BBC. And <clears throat> he has received, and this is about, uh, just to give some a little bit more context, he plays the leader of an anti-fascist underground movement known as the 62 Group in the show. Um, this show is set in the early 1960s Britain and presents a fictionalized version of a real surge in fascism in London at the time and the young Jewish men and women, men and women facing down extremists. And so, here is some of the wonderful tweets that uh, people sent him. Um, and this also, you could file this news article under Twitter is horrible, example number 7,281. I'm probably underestimating those examples, but here's one of the tweets. Facts are facts, Eddie. You are a crap actor, and I will never watch blank with your apartheid-loving bake in it. Um, I guess bake is being used for a euphemism in some, uh, some sort. I don't know. I've never heard that before in my life. Uh, anybody that is adjacent to the UK or from the UK would like to fill me in on that. I do appreciate it. Um, another comment here, another tweet here was, Why does the BBC 
do so many programs favoring the Zionists' return and so few favoring Palestinians' right of return? Just asking. So, as always, somebody is asking. And uh, when somebody is just asking, that usually means that uh, they're pretty much a racist at some sort or the other. Um, so, anyway, this is his response to this. Uh, blank me, expletive deleted, as always. This is relentless. All I did was play a Jew. I dread to think what would have happened if I was actually Jewish. Uh, he then replied, he did a series about British Jews facing anti-Semitism. Nothing to do with Israel or Palestine. But if you think they're linked, then, you're pr then you probably think one justifies the other. And the irony is, that's exactly why Ridley Road got commissioned. So... That is, you know, that is pretty much it. And, you know, as I've always said, that people often will conflate complaints about the state of Israel. And there can be complaints about the state of Israel. Make no mistake, it is a democratic state. It makes mistakes. Nothing that it does is perfect. Nothing that anybody does here is perfect, I would hazard to guess. In any event, so that is something that is a, that is a problem. When you conflate these two things, you conflate... You're an anti-Israel belief with anti-Semitism, which often gets done, that is, that is the problem. Uh, and, and that is here, that is, this is probably something that really does make it anti-Semitism. Um, here's another comment that Marzen said, uh, and I'll just end it here so I, I don't, you don't have to read the, uh, you, don't, you could read the article actually, which will be in the show notes of course. Anti-Semitism gives the myth that it's punching up to some mythical, all-powerful Jewish elite. Quite so often, young people are taken in by anti-Semitic tropes on social media. Don't let your friends... Friends don't let friends do social media. So, any event, <coughs> that is the... Uh, th that is the first article. And yeah, you could pretty much say that this is anti-Semitic. I would totally totally say that. Uh, any thoughts, questions, comments, uh, virtual or actual s spoiled tomatoes being thrown at me from the comment section and from the chat? Um, yes, Twitter, uh, one comment is, Twitter is terrible and depressing. This is true, and this is why I actually have gotten off of Twitter for, I think, almost two years now, and I have never been happier. Uh, I shouldn't say never, but um, I, I, I am so happy I made that decision to be off of Twitter. Um, really, the only sort of social media that I am on is uh, Discord, because I get to choose the places where I go. And what I and the content that I can see, uh, for the most part, um, and also some Reddit channels, uh, Reddit subreddits. But that is that is about it. I I, I think that Facebook, uh, Twitter, all of that jazz is just complete and utter garbage. So let's see one more comment coming in here. While I'm waiting for that comment to come in, let's throw up another 
Um, let's not throw up. I don't want to throw up today. No offense. Okay, next article from the New York Times. And as always, please remember to deal with the paywall as you see fit. Uh, okay, another comment is, I never understood Twitter. It just seems so narcissistic to just say things and think the world needs to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And um, that this is exactly why I gave up with it, because it just became such such absolute hot garbage. Even the small little corner that I was part of, I just felt that um, you know people were getting bigger heads, including myself, uh, than we needed to get. And I, I did not need, you know, I went there, I wanted to get the likes, I wanted to get the dopamine hit, and I just decided at one point in time that this is absolutely stupid and I needed to stop. And so I did. So, yes, okay, anyway, let's move on, and this is part two of our game, Is This Anti-Semitism? Like I said, this is an article from the New York Times. Mayim Bialik, a.k.a. Blossom, for those of a certain age, once the Jeopardy job, is she neutral enough? And this article basically uh, talks about Alex Trebek and how he seemed to be uh, never have an opinion and was always very nice and um, basically complaining and the article basically complains about certain issues or certain points of view that she has or had which one of them including uh, make making an informed decision not to vaccinate her children and then she clarified about the coronavirus vaccine, that they would get it, her children would get it. Uh, she blogged about, and then here's the big crime, um, according to a lot of people. She blogged about donating money to buy bulletproof vests for the Israeli Defense Forces. And then she also endorsed a brain health supplement, which was from a company that agreed to settle a class action lawsuit that accused it of false advertising. So, you know, in the, like I said, you know, th th this is really stupid because, in my opinion, because Alex Trebek has, was a very, very, seemed to have been a very nice, genial person. I don't think there's any evidence to counteract that, and I'm not trying to say that he wasn't a nice person. Um, you know, it's also very interesting that the show Jeopardy has just blown up at some point in time to be this uh, be-all, end-all of intelligentsia that there is, when in fact, actually, the, the questions have gotten dumbed down quite a bit from what I understand. Be that as it may, um, you know, I'm sure that Alex Trebek did have opinions. He just was at a certain age in his life when the inter internet came about that he wasn't he doesn't um, go ahead and post those opinions he didn't go ahead and state those opinions um, and you know so he was able to keep all of that information off Mayim Bialik is slightly younger than Alex Trebek um, and she is well, probably my age, I would assume, uh, around there. Um, and she, uh, you know, was full-throated on the internet, as a lot of us were in, in, in the early days. And everything that 
she, you know, a lot of stuff that she did got remembered because things don't get forgotten at these these days uh, because of the internet. Uh, so that is, you know, that is the problem, and it's not that Alex Trebek. Uh, let's let's take a look at this claim here, and this is this is the the last claim where she endorsed a brain health supplement that agreed to settle class action lawsuits. You know who did advertisements for shady, scammy places that uh, preyed on the elderly, such as reverse mortgages. You know who you know who did a. Uh, you know, did did some advertisements for them? Alex Trebek. He's done a lot of advertisements like that for elderly people because a lot of elderly people used to watch used to watch Jeopardy, then Matlock and go to bed. And that was it. I don't know if anybody got the Matlock reference to from The Simpsons, but that's okay. But regardless, that is you know, that was it. But he did that. And so he's not this, um, like I said, I think he's a nice guy, but I'm sure that he, and as you could already see, he is not necessarily this paragon of virtue that everybody uh, tries to make him out to be. And that is, that is the problem. Now, I don't think that this article, uh, as we play the game, is this anti-Semitism. I do not think that uh, this is anti-Semitism. So I will, you know, I will say that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I have, uh, you know, my, my thoughts on Ms. Bialik are wishy-washy to a degree. I, I, uh, she's a very interesting individual, uh, for me, which I, I don't really feel like getting into, into that, um, for, as for the reasons, but, uh, you know, if pushed, I, pro I might, uh, comment here from the, from the, uh, from the live chat, one individual met Alex Trebek at a Je Jeopardy taping. I would hope you did meet him at a Jeopardy taping, because if you met him at a... Uh, well, actually, you could have probably met him at a Rolling Stones concert. Anyhow, uh, he is very nice and tells a good, dirty joke when the cameras weren't rolling. You see? See? This is what I'm talking about. He was a human being. <laughs> hey, go figure. Um, so, you know, the fact that Bialik has these opinions... Um, that is not, you know, a big deal. People all have opinions. We are all biased. I am biased. You are biased. You're listening to my podcast. You are biased as well. You have your points of view that you try to get, you, that you have. And, you you know, sometimes you'll be, you'll be all dissuaded from those points of view. Sometimes you won't, but you'll always come into things with a specific bias that you have. You're not totally, you, you know, you're, you're not totally going to ha not have a bias. We are human beings. That is part of human nature, I believe, that we all have our biases. Anyhow, that is article number two. Any additional thoughts regarding the this article? Also, if anybody knows if her show Call Me Cat is still going to be on the air, my wife is interested. She kind of liked it. Um, yeah, so anyhow, 
That is the that is that article. Wait for one more one more comment to roll in here. Yeah, my point is pretty much uh, personal opinions shouldn't be disqualifying for this job. If you are, um, and that was a question that was asked in the uh, comments, my point is that personal opinions shouldn't be disqualifying for the job. Um, these these opinions, I don't think should be disqualifying for the job. If you're going to go ahead and say um, something horrible, such as, you know, you believe a any certain group of individuals should be taken out and shot then yeah you know what that, that might disqualify you i am you know that's that's the question the question really is for these and for this i believe is can this person be a good host can they make the individuals who are the contestants comfortable and can that individual go ahead and make the show entertaining for the people that watch and that means if enough people watch there are going to be more advertisers and if there are more advertisers the production company will be happy that's really what it boils down to and so i i have a big problem with this and then again i have a major issue with a lot of cancel culture to begin with so this probably shouldn't be surprising uh, in the least uh, another comment here if the question is, is she neutral enough, then yeah, she is or no one is. Exactly what my point is. Exactly. Thank you very much. All righty. So let's, uh, let's move on now. And uh, we're going to have some other news articles here. But this is really going to play into the... This is really going to play into the uh, main discussion as well. And so let's bring up this. Uh, that's not the article I was looking for. Uh, let's bring, oh yes, and uh, one on the original show, somebody did bring up this article, uh, which talks about a lot of actors who have preyed on the elderly. Um, so I, you know, I, I would definitely suggest taking, I'm going to post this to the, to the chat so you all can see that. We can get a hologram Trebek. We do have the tech for that. Um, yeah, uh, shaking hands might be a little bit of a problem with him. Uh, but yeah, I, I, again, I don't watch it. I am not that big of a... It doesn't really make or break me one way or another. So um, I just, uh, you know, I just shrug my head and move on. All right, so here's the next article that I want to talk about. And this is going to delve into the entire question which uh, which we're going to be discussing today, or discussing today. I'm sorry, I got into my uh, corny corny teacher mode to say disgusting instead of discussing, uh, and said I'm, I should really be in my corny podcaster mode. Uh, well, sorry. Anyhow, let's uh, let's go on here. So the question is really the question for discussion is really should Jewish actors or actresses or female jewish female actors or male actors uh, only play the role of somebody who is jewish in the show and this was brought up by um one of 
my not so favorite people uh don't like the individual's humor or being a comedian but the individual is sarah silverman and another individual also a comedian over in the uk by the name of david badil and uh they are speaking out against non-jews playing the roles of people who are jews a uh, couple of cases in point here is tony shalhoub playing abe weissman uh rachel brosnahan all playing miriam Maisel, uh or meisel uh, for the marvelous miss meisel tv show or not tv show but streaming show on amazon uh which my wife and daughter both like i i do not and i'm not crazy about it but hey that's your mileage may vary on that and you know i'll still talk to you if you do like the show regardless uh they are both individuals who are not jewish um and so and then there are other cases such as uh Catherine hahn playing joan rivers on a upcoming showtime miniseries helen mirren playing golda Meir, and felicity jones being portrayed as ruth bader ginsburg um, and a couple of other people things like that um so the question is always are they should this be the case um and um, you know my my opinion is <sighs> my opinion is that it really doesn't matter it really doesn't matter uh i think that um as, as i mentioned on the show before that the the show that uh, got eaten by my computer you had a case of oh my gosh i just blanked on what what her name was um black widow from the avengers help me out team i just totally forgot scarlett johansson thanks okay so yes scarlett johansson was supposed to be playing in an independent film a uh, transgendered individual and people got up in, you know got in an uproar over this whether or not uh somebody like scarlett johansson should actually play the role of a transgendered person because she is not transgendered and this again is a ridiculous ridiculous issue and actually she stepped down from the role if i'm not mistaken the the uh production got stopped the show the movie never got made because well it lost a big star and when you're going to lose a big star like that to get a movie off the ground you're not going to have the people wanting to back you the producers are not or the um you know the money people are not going to want to back you and so you have a uh, you have a problem there um but this is exactly the problem actors are trained to play indivis individual roles and it doesn't matter what type of role it is um, okay you do have exceptions of course you do have exceptions where the performer only plays themselves uh the so a, a modern example of this would be jason momoa jason momoa does a great job of playing jason momoa uh i happen to love him for it i think he's i think he's great at it um but you know he does not really have a range on his acting skills he's been playing the same character since he was on stargate atlantis you know as uh, ronan dax for those of you who are wondering <clears throat> a question about this is would the trans 
with the trans identify as a woman, which ScarJo is? I don't know. I think that the question is academic at this point, um, because there's no there's no show anymore. There's no movie anymore about this. Anyway, um, and it happens to be that Tony Shalhoub, who is actually one of my favorite actors, I have loved his acting um, from his days on Wings. I think he's been a fantastic actor, and I got you got to see his range. Um, when he actually played, there was a episode with him on the X Files, and I don't remember the episode that it was, but you know, you got to see his range. He he really has a range, and he's really good. And what he says is the same thing uh, that I'm saying. So I, I feel like I'm in good company here. I always feel that we're actors. Uh, Shalhoub told the New York Post, "We're trained to, or at least I was." not to play myself, to play characters. And so it's troubling to me that they're limiting actors. If we start to go down that road, I don't know where it ends. Are people who are members of the mafia, are they going to be upset that the people who haven't actually committed those types of crimes are playing those roles? And this is exactly my point. Um, you know, actors are actors. Actresses are actresses. They are individuals who play the roles. Now, do they play it badly? That's very possible. Do they play it well? That's very possible as well. Um, you know, I, I think a counter to uh, Mr. Shalhoub's point might be if you take a look at, at the um, Sopranos, I don't think that there was any non-Italians in the uh, in the roles, um, specifically, well, you know, the the, the main roles uh, for the Sopranos. I could be wrong because, again, I never watched the Sopranos, so I could be a hundred percent wrong. And if I am, you can always send me a comment at notarabbipod.com/contact um, and tell me that I am wrong and I am. Comp- okay with that and I will sit corrected as I am want to do w-o-n-t to do um, so yeah this is this is it I don't think that we have uh, you know a major this should not be a major issue uh, then again I don't think that it should be a major issue for anything um, if the person if the individual is able to go ahead and perform the role well then that individual should get the role. It doesn't make a difference uh, their gender. It doesn't make a difference they, how they identify as. It doesn't make a difference of their race, religion, what have you. It don't matter. They need. They should be able to play the role. Um, was there backlash of Robert Downey's Kirk Lazarus? Uh, Kirk Lazarus, I don't know what movie that's in, so I would it would be hard for me to say. Um, I'm not such a movie guy, sorry. Uh, we'll have to see. Tropic Thunder. Was that the one that he did the, the, the blackface in? I think that was, yes. Um, there was backlash, but that was basically because Downey, yeah, because Downey, did the black the blackface that was if i remember correctly that was the uh that was the major issue with uh, robert downey jr not any anything else
Um, okay, so another comment here. If no Jewish actors were getting roles, that would be a problem. It would be better to support up-and-coming actors from different backgrounds so they'll be big enough to sell movies instead of just complaining about existing stars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And again, I have no problem with this at all because, you know, you are going to have... You're going to need them. And I think that having... Um, you know, there's always going to be, let's say, in a in a, an ensemble cast, there's always going to be certain breakout actors or actresses who are going to be there, and they're always going to be able to go ahead and uh, become bigger stars. And that's why I think ensemble shows are very important for that for that aspect, because you're always going to have somebody that's going to break out and and become extremely extremely possible. Um, you know, so that is, that is, uh, you know, that, that is that. Okay, so that was the discussion for today. Any other thoughts, comments, or anything else from the live chat? Who is going to play me in a movie? Um, movie of the podcast. Yeah. Um, Louis Anderson, probably. I think Louis, Louis could play me well. I mean, we, we have pretty much the similar build, so I think that would be good. Any other thoughts on that? Who's the guy who was on the fifth column a while back? Harry Siegel? Yes, Harry, Harry. You know, Harry and his brother Jake. Yeah. Those two. Um, yeah, Harry, Harry, uh, Harry and I do not have the same voice. I'm slightly calmer voice, I would, uh, I would say, <laughs> than, than Harry or his brother Jake. Um... But that's that's a different story. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't know who would play me. I I have no idea. I mean, who would play? You know, jeez, I'd never thought about who would play me. Maybe I'll put that up as a poll question on the blog. <laughs> I mean, maybe Bill Murray, Paul Giamatti. See, Giamatti is one of those great character actors who could probably do it um i loved his john adams i thought his john adams was just absolutely wonderful um you know who, who did i just i just said somebody and i can't even remember who the heck i just said yeah giamatti could do it though he's, he's got the hairline for it that's for sure I was just thinking of somebody, and I don't know, remember if I even said who I was thinking um, that could play me. Bill Murray. I think Bill Murray could play me. I think that would be cool. Maybe Michael Keaton to keep the Pittsburgh connection. I don't know. Those, those are. I'll have to ask my wife about this and see who who she thinks should play me in uh, in, in my thing in, in in the podcast movie. Now the the big question is though, right? Is it going to be a drama? Is it going to be a comedy? What type of th what type of movie is it going to be? 
<laughs> yes, we would need to <laughs> we would need to have somebody who converted to Judaism. So Sammy Davis Jr., he could play me then. That would be it. With that, I would like to thank everyone in the live chat for tuning in to this episode. I would which is season three, episode seven. And I would like to thank once again the people who are responsible for the fifth column discord server the unofficial fifth column podcast to discord server for allowing me to use their server for this uh for this little thing that i do and uh i'd like to let, thank you all for listening again if you have a comment if you have any feedback please send me a some information some notice of that on notarabipod.com slash contact as always, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, not like, but send a review. Do a review wherever you get your podcasts. Do a review for me, please. Uh, it would be, it would be appreciated. I'm I'm you know I need it. I need I need the love, people. Just please like and subscribe as YouTube. I don't know why I did it like that. Um, but anyway, thank you all once again. I will see you on, in the next episode. I am Aaron Benedict, and I am not a rabbi. You said you told her all about your love. The words flowed through from somewhere up above, coming down like rain, crashing your heart. She touched you then A lightning strike Opening your eyes again What a fool Oh, what a fool you are Just like me Lost in the power of your own desire And you don't see
Each other now 